You may have noticed earlier this week, although it's hard to believe now, but we had a little taste of spring, and uh, it's gone away now for a few days, but uh, it's been an unseasonable time, and uh, we're just getting a little taste of some greater things that the Lord Jesus wants to do with regard to the spread and increase of his kingdom as we push towards some of the 2020 kingdom goals that we think God has uh, given to his church. Isaiah 43 is one of the passages we love to pray. Isaiah 43, 18 and 19, forget the former things, do not dwell on the past, see I am doing a new thing, now it springs up, do you not perceive it? And I think in the natural, we had a little taste of something that made us think, oh wow, yeah, very soon we're going to be in these days of warm sunlight. And in, in the spirit we sense as well, God's doing something new. That it's already springing up. We already see some little signs amongst us uh, of this new season of the kingdom, in and amongst all the normal mess and muddle and chaos of our ordinary lives. And our response, rightly this morning, has been whenever we see anything that God's doing, we want to thank him and, and, and speak it out and give him a word of praise, uh, and generate an environment where we continue not only to thank him, but to believe him for more. I think there's real encouragement uh, in that. We just feel at the moment, you may be familiar, maybe not, with the story of Elijah, who was promised as the prophet um, an abundance of rain after a long period, after three years of, of drought. And Elijah was praying, and he saw a cloud in a clear blue sky, just the size of a man's hand. And in, in, a, in a moment, Faith quickened in Elijah's heart and he said, uh, although he only sees a cloud the size of a man's hand, I hear the sound of, a, of an abundance of rain. And uh, for those who have ears to hear and eyes to hear, see, who say, yeah, I perceive it. Yeah, I believe God is causing something new to spring up. Just one or two little signs of spring and faith rises in our hearts. And we say, hey, this isn't the fullness of the promise, but it's enough for us to say, gather up your robes and run because there's an abundance of rain coming. And that's what we sense as we've been praying into this year. Uh, and uh, we're believing God. Some prophetic words have been given to us that even by the springtime, we'll, uh, we will see some of the kingdom signs that we're longing for greater things in. Uh, please keep praying for that. Please keep praying that we continue to be shaped into a church that is awakening to live and to share and demonstrate the gospel. Please keep praying as well for those, and some are amongst us even this morning, who've been responding to that gospel over the last few weeks. Can I hear an amen, please, to that request? So this morning, I'm just going to be a few minutes, and then there are others that are going to come and help me. We are at the beginning of our March month of equipping. And that little prelude is connected with that. Uh, and we just want to explain, you may have seen a video uh, last Sunday or online this week, and we just want to explain how it's going to work and just give you a little bit of vision and recognize that prophetic promise is behind the equipping that we are going for in this month. We say in our, in our vision statement that we believe God to shape us into a diverse church that is equipped to impact the community and beyond. We're not doing a month of equipping because it's in our vision statement, so we better get on with it. Equipping is in our vision statement because it's God's plan for his, his church. Uh, turn with me, if you've got your Bibles, to Ephesians chapter 4, Paul's letter to the church in Ephesus. Um, if you don't have a Bible, that's fine. It will appear on the screen, although let me encourage you, it's always good to bring a Bible to church. You never know when God might prompt you to read it and share something with someone. Ephesians chapter 4, I'm just going to pick up right in the middle of a, of a long passage and just give you a couple of verses that, that pull together um, the vision behind what we're, we're doing. Uh, Paul's writing about grace gifts that have been given to the church by the Ascended Christ in our Act series that we're just taking a little break from 
through uh, March. We've come already to the story in Acts where Jesus ascends and where he pours out his spirit on his church. And Paul is writing about this later on to the Ephesian church and says Jesus has ascended, he's giving gifts to men. And verse 11 we'll pick up, men and women. It was he, uh, Jesus, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit who gave some to be apostles, some to be prophets, some to be evangelists, and some to be pastors and teachers. Listen carefully to this. To prepare God's people or to equip God's people in some translations for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. If we get that done in March, that will be fantastic. Um, that's, that's our aim. That's what we're running uh, towards. Um, God's people are to be prepared for works of service. The word that is translated prepared in our English Bibles isn't used very often in the New Testament, but where, else, where you find it used, it has a sense of being made ready, even perfected, uh, a sense of being made fit for purpose, um, an idea of being prepared fully with readiness for action. That's what the equipping of the saints is, is all about. The, the kind of... Um, kingdom lifestyle and culture that our 2020 kingdom goals that we've been praying about, the kind of lifestyle that pulls us towards means that we must be a people who are prepared for action. Um, it means, as I look at my life, Chris was honest in his story today, as I look at, at my life, um, I, I need some kind of preparation and change to go on, knowing my own heart, in order to shape me into the kind of disciple who lives a more New Testament normal kingdom lifestyle. When we study what kingdom life looks like in Acts, as we've been, as we've been doing, I have to conclude that my life is the one that is abnormal, uh, and kingdom life is normal for the disciples. Therefore, we, we, we don't say, okay, well, therefore, uh, I won't preach those bits of the Bible, uh, or I'll say, oh, well, it's not like that for us today. No, no, if the, the Bible sets the standard, if my life is out of line with it, it's me that has to change. Okay, have we got that? We don't change what's written down in the Bible. We don't say that was for then, but it's not really for today in the 21st century. No, we say, I have to change. There's some preparedness and some um, equipping and perfecting that needs to go on in my life. Um, gifts come freely from the Holy Spirit. Maturity is expensive. We can all operate in gifts from God at any time. Um, but church, we want to learn to walk and mature in these grace gifts. That takes equipping. That means you and I have to move through some stages of growth. That's expensive. It's painful sometimes. We're learning. We're believing differently. We're behaving differently. So equipping the saints. Equip where? Um, this equipping primarily is an inner formation. It's about heart work. Um, it's about my character and yours uh, that gets shaped in us as we submit our lives to Jesus Christ to his word, as we cooperate with the Holy Spirit. Uh, we read on in the passage, and Paul speaks about us growing into maturity. Um, he speaks about us being filled with all the fullness of Christ. What an amazing idea that is. There's plenty of great equipping out there in the world. You could read 101 books on 101 ways to equip, but most of them deal with the outer, the externals. Um, the formation of skills and techniques to get a job done. And there's some real value in learning all we can uh, from the world and from management gurus and, and all that kind of stuff. But the true works of service that the Apostle Paul is talking about here that we are being equipped for, 
they start in the heart. It's an internal uh, thing. It, it begins with my inner world being made fit for purpose. It's about having Christ formed in me more deeply and more richly. And then what I do on the outside, how I perform, the kind of fruit that I bear, um, it will demonstrate whether my works of service are just works, or even as, as they say in the scripture at other times, dead works, just dead works of religion, or whether they are true works of service, whether it's real ministry to Jesus, which serves to advance his kingdom and his mission. Friends, first and foremost, we're being, this equipping month is about my heart, and it's about your heart. And what are we equipped for? And I've mentioned it a few times, just briefly in the passage before we get to the practicals. Paul says we're being equipped for works of service. Again, the Greek word that gets translated into that phrase, works of service, in our English Bibles um, is is the word diakonos. It's where we get the word deacons from. Uh, Deacons is is a role that's given to churches, Uh, men and women who serve in leadership alongside the elders' team, picking up help and administration uh, and, and real gifted leadership from the Holy Spirit. What Paul is saying is that as we receive these grace gifts, as we get our hearts prepared, uh, then we all are equipped to deacon. Um, Verse 7, earlier on in the passage, we didn't start there, tells us that each one uh, grace has been apportioned to, grace has been given to. And in the same way, Paul carries on with his argument where we picked it up in the same way that grace is given to each one, Paul expects that each one will be equipped and operate in works of service. That means each one. There's no small print and exclusion clause. Um, you can nudge the person next to you and say it means you as well if you're in Christ. Each one of us has works of service. Each one of us, as we receive the equipping of the Holy Spirit and the preparing of the Holy Spirit, God expects works of service to break out from our lives. So church, that means you and I have some call, uh, some tasks from the Holy Spirit, some assignments from God that he wants us to grow in as we play our part in this functioning body. It means each one of us, each part of us needs equipping. Um, In Acts 11, we'll get to Acts 11 at some point in our Acts series later in the year, I'm I'm sure. The same word, works of service, uh, is translated uh, help. Um, It uh, talks about the disciples in the Antioch church um, providing significant financial help for the believers in the Jerusalem church that are going through a time of famine. And and so we get a sense that as we work to equip one another, the Holy Spirit will ensure that we receive gifts from him that not only help us, but help his kingdom to spread uh, and grow. And when the Holy Spirit equips, yeah, as this passage tells us, some uh, are equipped for the ministry of preaching and teaching and evangelism and leadership and encouragement and prophesying. Um, But some will be equipped and readied for practical help, for hospitality, for generosity, for acts of extraordinary and extravagant kindness. All of these gifts stem from the equipping uh, of the Holy Spirit and all of them will advance the kingdom of God in and through us as we live for Jesus here in Crawley. Whether you're a trustee here, equipped by God for that work of service, whether you're a worship leader, whether you're a small group leader, whether uh, whether you volunteer in the Jungle Tots team, it's all kingdom work for which we require a significant measure of gifting from the Holy Spirit. That's the kind of church that we want to be a part of, um, a church full of deacons with a small d, a church full of people that are ready to help because the Holy Spirit's equipping them, a church full of servers for the kingdom of any age, 
a, a church that is equipped and prepared, ready to take action in accordance with the gifts God has given in order to advance his kingdom plan. You understanding me so far? Just have a little wave if you're with me. Well done, okay. And then finally, these three purposes are linked in this passage. Paul says that, that we equip the church, pastors, teachers, apostles, prophets, evangelists, so that works of ministry and service may grow, so that the body of Christ, that's you and I together, may be built up. In fact, it's a mixed picture. He calls us a body and he calls us a building. Body and building. They're both pictures that represent the church of Jesus Christ. The word he uses for built up means literally to construct a house. Livio would know all about this. He's great with construction. Um, Paul says these gifts that we are going to be equipped in will, will construct us into a stronger building. Um, it's the same picture in Ephesians 2.21 earlier uh, in the letter where Paul says in Christ the whole building rises up to become a temple where God dwells by his spirit. So there's a sense as we, as we take hold of God uh, through this month of March where we're going to be built up spiritually through this equipping and this preparing. We're being medi- re- medi- ready. We're being re- made ready in our development um, and we're being strengthened in our character and in our gifts through the teaching, through the example of one another, through patient labour. In one sense, that's what happens week by week. I was standing next to Keith praying this morning. For 30 years or more, Keith's been patiently, week by week, month by month, um, equipping, seeking to see the Lord build this house. That's what we do Sunday by Sunday when we just do normal, inadequate, imperfect teaching from the Scriptures. We're looking to see the Lord build the house. We're recognizing week by week, oh, it feels like it sometimes, but we're not laboring in vain. The Holy Spirit is at work, and he comes to equip and to strengthen and to give gifts to everybody in the house. If you're in Christ, you're in this house. You two are being built together. You two are in a place where you can grow and where you can be strengthened. So we do rise together into the fullness of what Jesus Christ has planned for his local church. So that's what it's about Sunday by Sunday. What we're talking about in March is perhaps a more targeted, intensified uh, approach to that. But our our normal Sundays, our small groups, our prayer meetings, all all that we do in our curriculum with our kids and our teenagers, we're laboring to equip and prepare and see Christ formed in young men and women, right through to older men and women, in order that the kingdom of Jesus Christ advances and fills the earth. This month of March for equipping is a targeted opportunity. Finally, uh, it's just worth reminding ourselves, uh, and if you've been around us a little while, you'll be familiar with this, but let me say it again. Jesus' model of equipping. How did Jesus start with his disciples? Matthew 4.19, he said, come and... Yeah, well done. Be brave. Thanks, Hannah. Anna's brave. The rest of you know it as well. Come and follow me, Jesus said. This is his house. Um, He's the door, the scriptures say. This is his body, the church. He's the head of the church. So uh, any equipping we do starts by us coming to Christ in humility. He's our way in. Um, As we've said, there's loads of good wisdom and good equipping in the world, but the kingdom will advance by those who follow Jesus and who learn from him. Jesus is called many, many times through the gospel accounts, Jesus the teacher. Primarily, he equips his disciples through his teaching. Uh, but he also teaches and demonstrates. Mark 1, and many other passages, the people are amazed at Jesus' teaching, not just with his words, but with the demonstration of his power as well. Mark 1, he says powerful words, but then he proceeds to show that his words are true by setting a man free from uh, demonic oppression. 
So we come and follow Jesus. We learn from his teaching. We learn from his example. Uh, also, we just have time with him. Jesus said, learn from me, abide with me, pray with me. It's the kind of language he uses to disciples like you and me. And in all of this, the discipleship principle that we see in, in, around Jesus and his disciples, it, and we still try and use today, hey, watch me do it, um, do it with me, I'll watch you do it, and then full of the Holy Spirit, you can go away and get on with it and do greater things. Uh, that, that's, that's a summary, really, of what Jesus teaches his disciples in the Gospels. So they go from, from a three-year period of, of saying, yeah, come and follow me and I'll make you fishers of men, to just three years on, full of the Holy Spirit, the day of Pentecost. We were there just two or three weeks ago in our Acts teaching. I'll make you fishers of men. Three years on, the Holy Spirit falling dynamically on these men and women who now Jesus has ascended and left behind, but with the Spirit now seeing 3,000 men plus women and children caught in this net that he said he would give to fishers of men. That, that's the equipping model of Jesus Christ that he has for us today still. So we, in all our equipping this month, we don't just want models or techniques. We want to be those who live out and demonstrate the kingdom because we've been with Jesus, because we're following him. Um, there's loads of courage we're going to receive from the Holy Spirit. There, yeah, there's some classroom teaching, some seminars, some practical stuff. Um, but all of it will demonstrate Jesus. We're learning primarily, first and foremost, from you. So that's what this March month of equipping is about. It's going to pull us forward towards these greater kingdom promises. We talk about our 2020 goals, but they're, they're just kingdom goals that are in the New Testament, really. We want to develop our building to better serve the kingdom vision. We want to see the sick healed more regularly. We want to be more confident in sharing the gospel and leading people to Jesus. We want to care for the poor. We want to develop and train leaders. We want to be involved in planting churches. They are all kingdom aims that require a church which across the board is equipped for works of service. We invite you to come with us for this intensive training March month of equipping. So what will it look like? Well, very simply and practically, come at 5 to 10 or 10 to 10. Be in this room at 10 o'clock the next three Sundays. We're just going to take 20 minutes to praise and thank Jesus exuberantly. And I would hate for you to wander in at five past or ten past with a coffee in your hand and have missed an opportunity to join with God's people in singing his praises and hearing what he's saying. At about around 20 past the next three Sundays, our kids are going to go out to kids' church and by about half past, we're going to break into five separate equipping tracks that will be in different parts of the building uh, and you will be able to sign up to those uh, and for the next hour then, you will get equipped in works of service so that we can spread out and grow and fill the earth with the good news of Jesus. So the next three Sundays in March, we're going to operate in that way. And the final Sunday in March, uh, we have the joy of, uh, I guess for us, a more conventional Sunday morning in that we'll be in here for longer. And, and Terry Virgo, uh, the, the father of the New Frontiers family, is going to be here with us to preach on, on that Sunday. Um, so come ready. Uh, down the corridor, even this morning, we've, we've selected some books, uh, we want to get some good books in your hand that, that connect with some of the equipping that we're trying to do. There's also some great stuff for kids uh, in discipling our kids and some stuff on parenting as well. There's a little bit of Easter stuff if you're wanting to meditate on some truths uh, in the run into Easter uh, too. Um, and we'd love to give over our, our prayer night next Sunday, the 10th of March, just as an opportunity to come and abide, to come and rest, to come and worship not to have a more set agenda. Our next three Sundays, we're, we're going to push through hard. And so we just want to make some space 
uh, in our diary to say, hey, let's come and worship for a couple of hours and see what the Holy Spirit might do. That stuff is just as equipping uh, as the tracks that we'll be on in, in the mornings. So that's what it's going to look like. And equipping, as I say, is going on all the time, week by week. You may not even realize it as Christ is being formed in you and I, but that's what we're trying to do imperfectly. Later in the year, if you've not signed up yet, our Ashburnham weekend with a whole family of churches, hey, that's an equipping time. Um, if, you're, if, you're not yet, if you've got teenagers and you've not get, yet got them signed up for New Day, hey, funnily enough, New Day is an equipping time for our teenagers. Um, right at the end of this year, we'll have another equip weekend. It's equipping, equipping, equipping. The saints being equipped for works of service so the gospel of Jesus Christ spreads and grows and fills the earth. Can I invite those who are leading tracks to come up and explain with great uh, vision and passion what you're doing? And then the church gets to choose how uh, they want to respond in the coming weeks. So, Richard, Dave, Al, Malcolm and Nick, Danny, why don't you come down and just take it in turns. I don't mind what order you go in. Can we just welcome these guys who are preparing and let's thank them. Who wants to start? Come over here, come. Join, join the club. Oh, you're going first, apparently. Yeah, you're going first. Yeah, go for it. Oh, there we go. You'll be, you'll be the best. So. Is, that, is that on? <laughs> wow. Just give that a little press. Oh, somewhere there. There we go, it's all yours. Now I'm really nervous. I was all right until I stood up here. Okay, so, <clears throat> surprise, surprise, we're running a youth track. Yay! <laughs> okay, and so the youth track is for Solid and 412. Sorry, you lot. Um, but uh, if, you, if you really do want to come and join into the youth track, then please come and see us, and I'm sure that, that can be worked out somehow. Um, but uh, what we will be looking at um, is the whole subject of social media and how we, as young people... Oh, hang on. Um, how we as young people, I'm not necessarily the young person, is what I'm trying to say. So you guys will know way more about social media and how it relates than I do. So we're looking to learn an awful lot of stuff together, um, but how we can equip each other in how we uh, use social media and the internet and our lives um, for the glory of God. Wow, well done. It didn't stick to the notes at all. <laughs> Yeah, so um, our time together is going to be really interactive, promise. We're not going to just stand there and talk at you. It is going to be interactive. It, hopefully, it's going to be fun. Um, and we're going to be looking, as Malcolm said, at social media. These little black rectangles, mine has a Christmas tree on it, but these little black rectangles and social media are not going anywhere. Um, so uh, we really want to equip you guys to be online well, and to be online positively, and also for the glory of God. Um, so, uh, yeah, I've done that bit already. So you can go again. Okay, so we're also going to be looking at what the Bible says about social media. Um, obviously, in Bible times, um, tablets were kind of not touchscreen. They were kind of like hammer and chisel job. But um, we will be looking at what the Bible says. And um, we won't be using a hammer and chisel on my phone. And also, sorry, I'll just take it off you. Um, the last um, week together, because we've got three, the last week together, we kind of really want to pull all of this together um, about what we learn through online um, stuff, um, just so that we can talk about how actually living as a young person in today's Insta society, and we're going to hopefully 
pull all of that together. But us two are hoping we'll learn lots from you guys. Um, yeah, so really, really excited about doing this. Really hoping you'll all come. Just a quick reminder, and we will say it each time, please, please, please bring your phones or your iPad or equivalent because you will need them. So please bring them with you. Um, little tip, please make sure you've got a Bible app on there. be really helpful. Cool. I want to be part of this. It's awesome. Yes. As for me and my Instagram, we will serve the Lord. It's amazing. So um, I hope to talk about that. You see, to impact the local community and beyond, God has a mission for me and you. I can imagine Jesus coming near to the lake, talk with the fishmen. I want to impact this local community and beyond the whole world. We will change the world. Uh, but it's not always that you are exciting about this mission how can i be passionate about something if i have exhausted emotions if i'm not very well with myself so we'll talk about how jesus took some disciples from the passivity or from uh, disappointments for this side full of passion and exciting to embrace the god's mission for my life so all these steps in this journey how Jesus worked with them. I'll talk about this in my uh, sections. <laughs> okay, that's it. Okay, so the, the track I'm going to be doing is the 21st century mission, um, sort of colon, the challenges and opportunities. Um, here's the deal. I mean, Christianity is an old religion. Just to put into context, when Jesus walked the planet, Judaism was about 600 years younger than Christianity is today. So we've been, we've been in this game a long time. We've been preaching the gospel a long time. And so the game's still the same, but the, the rules of engagement changes as we go from country to country to century to century. And, we, and today we're in the 21st century. We're in England. We're in Crawley. And the question is, is, is how is our country? How is faith in our country? How is Christianity in our country? And how is the church doing mission now? And so what we're going to do, we're going to look at how the country is like at the moment. We're going to look at the challenges we face. Look at how the church is responding, how the church is doing mission. It's a, and by the way, it's a, it's a list as long as my arm and how the church is doing mission. So I want to really expand that and really get your imagination going. But the, 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 here's the thing. The, rule, the, rule, the punchline of all of this is not just to give you education. The punchline of all of this is at the end of all of this, I want you guys to be able to plan and organize a missional event. Put your, hand, put your hands up if you've done that before. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought. So we're going to change that in, in this month. We're going to give you guys a real sense of confidence and, 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 and intentionality about doing mission. And so, and so yeah, it's, there is, there's going to be some education, but it's also going to be a real sense of, guys, we can really do this. And, and, and so, yeah, it's going to be good. It's going to be fun. Okay, Dave and I will be talking about your kingdom come. Um, the Bible says a lot about this. Uh, it says the kingdom is like a mustard seed. Oh, no, the kingdom is like a pearl. No, the kingdom is like ten virgins with lamps. The kingdom is like sowing a field. Um, yeah. So, uh, Jesus 
mentioned the kingdom of God or the kingdom of heaven um, over a hundred times in the four Gospels. I know, I counted them this morning. With the help of Bible Gateway, of course. (laughs) But this morning we sang, uh, Your kingdom reigns unstoppable. Um, And we think that this subject, understanding what God's kingdom is, is significant for us today. Um, So we will be doing a lot of discussion, looking at scripture, um, and together trying to discover a better understanding of the kingdom of God. So week one, we're going to look at um, what is God's, un- God's intentions for the kingdom? What does he want it to look like? Who is going to be involved? What will the impact be? And then uh, week two, who are we in the kingdom of God? Um, what is our place? What is our identity? Uh, what is, who does God say we are in the kingdom, most importantly? So that would be the second week. And then with those two put together, so what is the kingdom? Who are we in the kingdom? How does that change our lives from day to day here in 21st century England? So that's, that's basically it. Uh, for us, this subject has been incredibly important, vital in the work that we do. Uh, trying to make a, make a difference in the world. So we'll be glad to just share together, hear from you, hear from each other, and, and work it out together. Um, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We say that quite a bit, but we want to explore what does that mean? What does that look like together? The cutoff for Malcolm and Nicky's, uh, by the way, is age 47, so uh, I, just, I just sneak in. Um, <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. Um, so um, I, I'm, Carlo and I are doing uh, the final track, uh, The Church Has Left the Building, uh, and um, we are literally going to leave the building. Um, our greatest treasure, we've just heard from uh, Dave and Al, is Jesus Christ himself, our greatest privilege is to make Jesus Christ known to the world. We get, to, we get the huge privilege and responsibility of carrying his beautiful presence and learning to release his presence and to enable people to encounter him. There are so many people out there in the world, in your life, uh, out in the streets, who just need an encounter with Jesus. And Carlo and I are going to run an equipping track that will help us uh, to live that out. For our track, literally, you will get your coat Uh, once you drop your kids off in kids' church or once we've finished worshipping together. And uh, on three three beautiful sunny days, Mike, I've got a plan B. We're going to march into town and we're just going to look very gently for some simple prophetic encounters with people out and about in Crawley where we will learn to gently share the gospel with those who are open, learn to just bring people into a simple encounter with Jesus to bless them or to pray for some for, for healing. Uh, we're not going to do any classroom training. We'll do it on the job as we go. It's not about techniques or ticking off numbers. It's certainly not about saying, hey, we've got an evangelism team that go onto the streets. It's, and I know because it's true for my life, it's about me learning and training myself in these kinds of weekly assignments to live with this sort of treasuring of Jesus 
and the expectation of sharing him in every other normal part of my life. And, and so I push myself through some training in order that it might become more normal uh, at other times and in other places. L last night in the restaurant, we had the privilege of, I think I said earlier, of breaking bread together. And, and then I just had, for 60 seconds, the opportunity to, to explain to the waitress what communion was all about, the broken body uh, uh, of Jesus. The reason that I just felt a little moment of courage to imperfectly explain the gospel to her was because I've made myself go through some situations like that in the last few weeks deliberately, and so it became more natural in the moment to say, Jesus, this lady deserves an encounter with you. We've positioned ourselves for it, and so we expect something to happen. So we want to be a church, young and old, where, where everyone gets to manifest the presence of Jesus, where everyone feels confident in sharing him with others, knowing that Jesus is ready to make himself known. We want to become the kind of church family where it's possible to believe that each one of us might have the privilege of leading someone to Jesus uh, in the next year. That's why we're going into town the next three Sundays. Carlo and I, get your coat, come with us. We'll be fishers of men and women and boys and girls. If it's terrible weather, we do have a plan B. Thank you for pointing that out, Michael. And we'll do some of that training together uh, in one of the, the spare rooms here uh, so that you can still try and apply it in your lives in the week. But I hope and pray, and I'm sure you're praying for sunshine, not rain, that we actually get out to go and encounter some people. So uh, that's my track. Um, if you're a guest here and you've heard all five of those, and think, wow, I'm here for my first Sunday. I'm a little bit bewildered. That's okay. Come again next week. You're so welcome. You can take your pick. Our, our, um, our encouragement for church members here that we're trying to equip week by week is to say, pick a track and stick with it. Don't jump from one horse to another. Oh, it was a bit boring this week. I'm going to go to the other. We believe, just that, be faithful. And, and there's some equipping for you that will come through saying, the next three weeks I'm going to commit myself to this track uh, or that track. Um, if you're a guest here, you're just welcome to come and, and, and find whichever you think will be most helpful. And I hope there's something for each of us here. Um, just a mention about our safeguarding for those of us that do have younger children uh, and as you sign them in we'll make sure just to help our safeguarding and our kids church teams next week that we'll have a sheet whereby you can say which equipping track you're in and which room you're going to be in uh, so that if there is a problem the kids church team are not running around the building looking for a parent uh, and for those who are coming into town we'll just need to leave some mobile numbers uh, so that you can contact parents that way. Is that okay? Are you understanding? Do you have some measure of faith for God to equip you through this next month? It's, this is a month of participation, church. In fact, every month is a month of participation. But we do, we do a month like this, again, just to create in us a recognition that, oh yeah, we're supposed to take part. We're supposed to take hold. Can you stand together? Um, Joe, can you just come and help us for a couple of minutes? Chris, you're so good on equipping. I know you do it for a living, but you're full of the Spirit. Can you come and pray over us? And, Joe, and then Joe's going to lead us in some great song. Um, if, you, if you want to pray this morning, if you, if you think, I'm, I'm sick and no one pray for me, come and find us in a moment when we're done. Uh, if you want to follow Jesus or find out more about following Jesus, come and find us in a moment when we're done. And please go down for tea, coffee, fill in connect forms, buy books, encourage one another. We love you all. ...that wants to equip us, that you are a God that has promised to give us everything that we need, to do everything that you have called us to do. You don't leave us with instructions and no tools. But Lord, you give men and women the gifts that they need to equip us. So I thank you for 
these five tracks for the, the guys that have just stood up to, to lead them. I just pray that you would fill them with your Holy Spirit, that you would give them everything that they need to equip us. And Father God, in this March month of equipping, I pray that we would come out of the end of it prepared to do all the things that you have for us to do. Lord, your plans for this church, your plans for this town, your plans for our lives are so much greater than our plans that we have for ourselves. And yet we are so weak and incapable in our own strength. We need you. We need your spirit. We need your teaching. We need your guidance. So thank you for this amazing opportunity that we have. Bless us as a church. Bless us as individuals. Equip us for the works that you have us to do so that your name may be glorified in our lives and in this town and we may see many people impacted by your glory for the gospel for eternity. In Jesus' name, amen.